Yeah, no, we are lucky to live in and, this sort of time. And now we're sitting with the flipping virtual reality headsets. We're sitting oh, in a different no. sort of world. So it, yeah. t- imagine where it's going to be from 150 years from now. Yeah, bloody mm. up. I bet uh, Edison would be turning in his grave if he saw which way we'd gone, you know. Gone from actually <laughs> useful useful electricity to just mass social media and shit. That's it, man. Now, Edison would be amazed. He'd be amazed, but he'd only be amazed because he knew he could make money, the lying little dick. <laughs> who was the guy who, who pretended he invented light bulbs that did this is what i'm saying he's a lying dick because is tesla edison? is the one yeah, yeah. edison's the one who stole the idea from tesla and tesla was working for edison there no 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 yeah. i don't, I don't oh, wow. think that's true is it yeah no it is yeah, true. it is yeah yeah the guy who's credited with um doing it is, is actually the one who didn't make it i think he took he took you know it's the classic thing that you do at the office you know when you pretend that you've done someone else's work yes he oh, did that worse. he did that yeah to tesla mad fair play <laughs> paid off for projects there we all did it right yeah, yeah, okay, everyone's done that before. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot and hope for the best. About to go Super Saiyan, Kaioken times 10. Here we we're go. live, we're live. Anthony, get dressed, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a man who's wearing no pants right now. Pants, <laughs> <laughs> you go to a club in a tie. <laughs> exactly, this is no, what no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. People, if you're listening on there, like... Come on. You take a photo. <laughs> and, then, and then he becomes a stroke victim. <laughs> Skeletons in the closet. <laughs> you are now listening to the 99% Certified with Sonny Singh, Anthony Menezes and Baz with only one name. everyone's week's been beautiful weather to be fair but uh, i don't think that's the most oh, pressing issue at the Anthony's moment he's on the weather talk which he normally hates <laughs> yeah trust, trust i mean you either you either die a hill or live long enough to see yourself become a villain mm. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like day 100 in quarantine the weather looks good i bought a massive um um sun umbrella um just because whenever i go in the sun it does actually i do i, I can resonate with that feeling oh, oh you mean a gazebo oh, that's a good shot. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, I, I truly agree with you, Anthony. You know, whenever I go out, the sun hits me and I can't take it. I I like looking at the sun, but I don't like feeling the sun as much. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you say you like looking at the sun? Like, no, no, you know not it... directly. Not directly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I don't know if you had this here, but back in primary school, I remember there was a couple of days in the, um, in the constellation calendar where Mercury was passing behind the sun uh, or passing in front of the sun. And I remember one day the teacher was like, kids... The sun's got mercury today. Don't look at the sun. I wanted to look at the sun so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah, like it will, it will blind you instantly. So I used to look at the sun because they used to say, if you look at the sun for a second, you'll go blind. So I'd look at it. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, and I never I went. I never went blind. Yeah, we all did, right? We all did I that. Thought, yeah, I thought you guys were going to ban to me for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I did once uh, when I was younger. Because you, so you know, like when laser eye treatment just came out, and I, obviously I wore glasses when I was younger, and laser eye treatment came out, and I was like. I want that. I don't want to wear glasses anymore. So I must have had this like PlayStation 2 and the uh, PlayStation 3 came out. I must, I love opening things up and breaking them apart and trying to fix them and stuff like that. So I opened the PlayStation 2 up and inside of it, it's got this little laser uh, so to read disc, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I can fix my eyes. And I literally put my eye right next to it. To it. <laughs> oh, you're a nutcase, you know, mate. <laughs> you know, me and my, me and my sister, we put, we put Weetabix in the, the VHS player once. <laughs> 
wait, in the VHS. Oh, bad yeah, because you can never get it out again. You know, once yeah, you, once something's stuck to, in there. Yeah, that's probably like screw it out. That, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. You know what? You just you just open a whole can of worms. Well, I say can of worms, but good memories about VHS because you know you had uh, like kind of manually wind it back to rewind it. Do you know what I mean? No, you didn't. Yeah, because you just about... hit rewind. Yeah, no, but if you're like me and you just can't be asked when you're a kid, you take it out and then you twist it until it goes all the way to the start. You know what I mean? Is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to do that all the time. Twist back the VHS tapes. The worst thing is when they would record rewind the film at like school and you'd see the whole movie. That's it. I used to close my eyes when I did that. <sighs> yeah. So, so, so you know, recently, obviously during the lockdown, everybody's been watching whole movies and stuff like that. So we, we pulled out some of the old VHS um, tapes. Do you know how inefficient it is to like rewind and go forward and actually watch a tape? But sure. you can usually, can't you switch it around at the what end? Mean, what do you mean switch it around? I swear, isn't it possible oh, yeah, that if yeah. you take it out, turn it upside down, it plays back from the other way? Or it, plays, that... it plays a different tape, yeah, so you can switch no, it. Say, yeah. No, no, yeah. That's, a cas- that's a cassette though. You can't do that with a VHS tape. Oh yeah, cassettes do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah you bad. do that with yeah, cassettes, not right. tape. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because yeah, my dad used to listen to Elvis Presley cassettes in the the car all the time, and I remember turning them around. Like one one side is Return to Sender, the other side is like, Hound Dog. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, I don't know if you ever delved into this side of the internet, but when I was fifteen years old, I used to be a real life pilot. I used to go on the pilotbay.com, download a billion movies, right, and then burn them onto DVDs. I could yeah, have made I a yeah, Baz has seen them, but I've, it's slightly, <laughs> slightly sad, yeah. But I've got a big stack of DVDs which I burn movies from the internet. IMDb top two hundred fifty, all into these DVDs, and I just I watched them all in my free time. It was great. That is quite sick. I like that. To, to our it's, listeners. Get, it's getting harder and harder to find a Pirate Bay proxy these days, isn't it? Yeah, because they always keep shutting them down and reopening them. Yeah. But guys, to know the I thing just... about the Pirate Bay that you have to understand is um, the servers allow in international waters, which is why they keep getting opened up. So no one can actually shut it down because it isn't actually technically breaking the law. To the listeners that are 99%, I just wanted to say the views and actions of all the podcasters are their own and not representing as <laughs> all podcasters. Yeah, please do not illegally stream our podcast. Well. <laughs> we want you on the statistics, guys. Come on. Exactly. Um, Can you actually so imagine there's a guy downloading our podcast and distributing it on his own YouTube link? It's That's like, a compliment you know, though, isn't it? When you, when no, you go to Camden... You, and you yeah, see got... guys got DVDs or not DVDs? They got CDs and they're giving out their um their mixtapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. As well. we, yeah we, apparently we're we've been like distributed that way as well. So what? You, <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> no, but the next thing you know, the next thing you know, Baz, like you're, you're standing outside Brixton Station with the uh, cocky trousers, <laughs> cocky trousers, and, and the mental health eyes. Yeah, and your eyes are oh, wide. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> You know what would hurt if they've got more views than we do <laughs> with our own material. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Uh, yeah. Baz, you were about to tell us something that came out. In oh, yeah, so we've got some interesting news coming up. So we've got um, a vaccine's on the way. Okay. I want to ask you guys are you guys going to be trying to get a vaccine straight away? Because apparently there's a, a contract drawn up for September. No. But I'd feel a bit no. too scared to get first. No, first yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, right. I'm not I, trying to be the guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd wait for like a, like a big chunk of. The, um, the public to get it and I just get that herd immunity well the thing is though like with I was saying to, to Baz before like when they made paracetamol yeah that took 10 years man 10 to 15 years so they're trying to condense 10 15 years worth of research into a what six months that's mad do you think I'm gonna trust that paracetamol is a beautiful thing because you ever like just feel a bit like you don't know what's wrong with you just pop paracetamol <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this morning I woke up yeah, a bit west a groggy back on my twisted and I was like paracetamol <laughs> 
That sounds like a borderline addict. Like, <laughs> time. I, don't, I don't know where it started. I used to just pop one here and there. <laughs> then it came to two. Then it came to ten a day. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. I know you're going to dig this. Welcome to the 99% with myself, Sonny Singh. Anthony Menezes. And Baz. With only one name, bringing you hard-hitting topics so you don't have to. And today, we're joined by a special guest. D, the fireball sing because he spits fire on the mic. <laughs> so D, how you doing? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Nah, yeah, welcome, good to have you, man. How, how well, you yeah, keeping D- on in lockdown? Yeah, it's going well. I'm, I think I'm one of the few people that are actually enjoying being on lockdown uh, instead of going to work. I don't know. Ooh, I, that's interesting. You're enjoying it. Yeah. How are you enjoying it, D? What are you doing to spend, you know, spend your time on? I just love waking up like a minute before nine, logging on, going back to sleep, and then just waiting for <laughs> to pop up. But I need to log in too. Ba- ba- <laughs> Not bad. Baz, Baz needs to. Baz has got some good t- uh, tricks on keeping yeah, your uh, dude, Skype call alive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually working these We're days. We're gonna have a conversation yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah, but but an interesting statistic. Um, I literally was just listening to um, Bloomberg today, and it's an interesting statistic. Is only one third of people want to actually return back to work right now. So it, it's the majority don't want to go back. The oh, majority well, love working man. from home, and and a lot of big CEOs have come out and said that uh, they project in the next five years that only twenty percent of people will actually be going into the office. Actually, twenty oh, percent. That sucks, man. Mm, yeah, I, I, I do like the hustle and bustle, man. I like I like going and seeing everyone in the city and being feeling like I'm part of something. Where, bigger, where else I mean? can you become friends with middle-aged people called Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Try you and Julie at the coffee machine having a chat. Yeah. <laughs> She's talking about her divorce. <laughs> That's actually such a fun thing making friends with middle-aged people. It's it's, it's like it's, it's it's funny when you find like common things. Just go bingo on a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about your night out. She's talking about her prenup. <laughs> Wait, is, is, pre, is, is prenup a real thing in the UK? Or is this an American term that we've exported? No, we can do prenups. Yeah. We can do them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's, is, a, it's, is, a, it's a good way to protect your assets though, isn't it? Yeah. But you've got to spin the plate, Anthony. Spin it the other way around. If you were marrying someone who was a millionaire, not a millionaire, let's say the 50 million net worth. Sure. How would you feel if she did a prenup with you? I'd feel completely fine with that because she's protecting what she brought into the relationship before she entered it. Hmm. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. But then I, I agree with you, but I feel at the same time, it does feel like she's preparing for failure. There, there's that argument as well. But I do think that, you know, 50, there's 60% divorce rate, man. Like nothing's written in stone these days. I think it's the whole love thing as well, right? If somebody asks you to sign a contract, uh, as in what Baz said, you're almost sort of planning for failure. I feel like they're just taking out an insurance policy on your relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, <laughs> good, way, good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, you know the, the, the stats speak for themselves, man. You can't go in blind to these things. Yeah, you know what would be an insurance policy in your uh, relationship is if they don't delete their Tinder, but they actually just deactivate it. This goes to the relationship like you get a bumble pig in the middle of the night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, babe. I just, I just it was just such a long process of deleting it. I just thought I'd deactivate it for a while. <laughs> Yeah. I imagine? was on ghost mode. I was on ghost mode. It's cool. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Jump back in. <laughs> no, that's jokes, man. Uh, that would be crazy. Yeah, but no, we, yeah, you definitely need that community. Yeah, no, it's, sure, it's, yeah. yeah you, you definitely need to get out. Otherwise, we're going to become like sort of social rejects in the world. Um, and yeah, that's it. Man. It's going to happen anyway when VR comes. I don't think we've had a show where Sunny hasn't mentioned VR. <laughs> I know, I know. It's every single week. Is that VR this, VR that? I'm, I'm heavily invested in VR companies. Yeah. I'm trying to plug it. Audience members, what are you thinking? I haven't heard about this, which is probably why, because we cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've just been watching too many crime shows on Netflix, isn't it? That's why you chose this topic. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, just to see a sigh out my head, mate. <laughs> he's, he's, he watched season one to three of Narcos. Then he watched Narcos Mexico. <laughs> then he finished it up with Queen of the South. Then he started Narcos on Top Boy. No, I was going to say, on. the penny's just dropped while I was brought in on this episode now. Same. <laughs> 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 I thought you could talk about East London. You could give us your first-hand experiences. Oh, East it London. all makes sense. This, D. Have a word. East London I'm representing. Not... Yeah, yeah, he's repping it, bro. Is East London the worst for crime or, or no? I think it's either South or East. It's one of the two. Yeah. I, f- I think currently the... South London have taken the, the poll from us, but um, we passed the back. Really? <laughs> Is there an official poll for this? <laughs> yeah, but I, guys, I, I think I, I South watch London top... feels fairly safe these days, no? Yeah, it's not mm, a depends. Yeah, because I try and stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think so. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, guys, before, should, we, should we dive in? So like, before we get into like our different topics in crime, like, can we all define like what a crime actually is and like what why it exists? Why it exists? Yeah, that's a that's a deep divulging question, isn't it? Yeah, but we're, we're uh, starting with the basics. So like, my, okay, oh, I'll start then. My understanding <laughs> of what. What, my understanding what is a crime, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is a crime? Like, my understanding, my understanding, Baz, my understanding of what a crime is, is any action which can be punished by the state. That's all a crime is. And a state I is a... Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. That's the actual definition. Even yeah. though some things aren't morally a crime, right? Because that would be a distinction. What's a moral yeah. crime and what's a like, sort of a, a legal like crime? Going. That's, that's it. it, yes. So when we talk about like crimes, yeah, like, I've read... I've read books about this, right? And when we talk about good and evil behavior, right? When someone's doing something good, it's when they're cooperating with everyone else. When someone's doing something evil, it's when they're acting selfishly and doing things for them. And that's why when someone's doing evil stuff, we have the phrase, you're acting like an animal because animals are selfish, aren't they? Mm. Have you guys heard of the crime triangle? Oh, it's not the crime triangle. It's the the fraud triangle. That's it's, it, go on, tell us The about cause that. of any piece of fraud will be the combination of three things, pressure, justification, and pressure, justification, opportunity. opportunity. So, so opportunity is uh, uh, your something comes along and you feel like, so on a spontaneous <laughs> level, there's an opportunity that arises to commit a crime. Like, let's say, um, if someone dropped like a banknote, like a, a water cash in front of you, that's opportunity. What, okay. about, what about justification? Tell me about that one. Justification is you, you feel you can do it, and you within yourself can justify why it's not a crime or why it's reasonable to do so. And then pressure, that's most crimes. That's probably the worst thing. That's when you're doing a crime because you, you're greedy or your family pressures or you need money. There was a TV show back in the day called Baker. Have you guys heard of that? No. 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 They used to, basically in America, they used to, um, police would go to a poor area and they would drive a rich Ferrari or they'd get an actor to drive a rich Ferrari. And then they would arrest this guy and they would stage the arrest and they'd have ca- hidden cameras. And then um, when the guy would be arrested, the guy would, the, the actor would drop his keys by the car. The police would take him away. And then they would basically then stake out the area to try and see someone take the key and steal the car. And then the car had automatic control, so they'd shut it down and then arrest them. But obviously, as a kid, I realized that's not, that's not really a criminal. 
you're trying to find crime like you're going to a poor area waving money in front of everyone and finding people who aren't really criminals who just spontaneously from like justification commit a crime but that's not a criminal is it because we do let's be real like let's be real. some guy jogged by and he dropped a few thousand pounds and let's say he'd already run by you'd probably just take it wouldn't you no, I was just going to say, because if it's a substantial amount of money, like you're talking about a few thousand, I almost feel like it puts more pressure on you and you feel like doing it less. Whereas if it was less money and it's like, I don't know, 50 quid, you'd be like, oh, sod it. Yeah, Who's going to miss that? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because you, you, yeah. you wouldn't feel like the burden's going to be so much on you that if, if you do yeah. get caught, it's just somebody's lost 50 quid on the floor, right? It's like finding, yeah. finding a pound on the street. But if, if it's a few thousand, then you're going to be apprehensive that's and you'll be like, no, point, this, yeah. is, this is related to some major scandal. That's I, it. I think yeah. I think two thousand be the least likely I'd do because two thousand feels dangerous, but it's not life changing. Yeah, but it Whereas, feels. So let's say ten is life changing, so you back that. And if it's fifty, you're like, well, I might as well just take this. No one cares. No, Baz, Baz. If I found fifty k, like that's hot money, man. That, no, fifty that's, pounds. <laughs> oh, fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. About the same. Fifty k is definitely uh, involved with like organized crime and stuff, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take that. Yeah. Someone 100%. might kill me and my family. You're right. I would. I'd. I'd view the person. I, obviously, it's that someone's money. But if they seemed rich, then you know, we'll, we'll take it. Go on. Let's say I'm walking down the street with Baz, and then we find. Um, uh, you find a bag with a hundred k in it. Are you, are you going to, let's say, for example, we, 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 let's say we are going to take that money. Would you split that with me, even though you found it? Or would you give me some? Wait, where, where are you involved in this story? I missed the, you uh, Okay, let's say we're, we're walking down the street together. Well, yeah, and then you just take a quick detour because you see like a lump on a, on, in a park or something. Run into the park, <laughs> come back with a bag full of 100k. Are you giving me some of that money? No, of course not. <laughs> are you joking? No, 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 no. Are you no, no, joking? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'd give you some. My my no is to 50 50. Like, 50 50. Oh. No, but I'd give you a bit. Yeah, yeah. And if what? you would spot 60 40, it, I'd, 60, 40. Give, I'd probably give you. I'd give you. How much did you say? 50k? Um, nah, let's say 100k. How much did you give I'd me? Give you, I'd give you 10. 10? You lying, misling little <laughs> nasty bugger, mate. Come on. <laughs> okay, t- if you. Uh, you know, no, 10's reasonable, man. I think 20k for, for you know, all my, my years of friendship would be but justifiable. Yeah. But listen, what would you, yeah, actually, I think if you talk me into it, but then what would you give me? I'll give you 30k, mate. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I'll give you 30k. But listen, not, not guys, is this, is this going to be like a gateway crime? <laughs> is this going to be a gateway crime where you sort of, uh, <laughs> you, you, you commit one criminal act and then it's just going to propel you into a life of crime? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all started like, when yeah. I found... Actually, no, I'd probably give you more infinity because if I did find that, I'd need your help sorting it out because <laughs> yeah, you, scary, you, you know, that's what so money, you, mate. Or you're only you giving what... me the money. You're only giving me the money, so I also bear the responsibility if the people come after the money. <laughs> <laughs> the worst you, thing is yeah. if it's if it's a brief if it's in a briefcase, that would be scary because briefcases are fucking weird, right? If you see me walking down the street with a briefcase. Everybody's thinking, what the fuck's this guy up to? <laughs> Wait, like, Who the fuck has a briefcase anymore? Oh, I would love to hear your story you, on uh, Britain's hardest gangsters and how you listen <laughs> into the life of crime. <laughs> well, like, boys, how about, as a question, like, you know, you talk about justifiable crimes. Let's say when we talk about ethics, yeah, let's say you steal um, a loaf of bread because your, your family's starving. Can you justify that? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you're, st- you're still committing a crime, though. That's the thing. There was a, a video I saw of a, a homeless man in <laughs> Greg's who walked in and just took a bunch of baguettes and the, the staff were fuming and they were trying to take him down. And I was just laughing, like, chill. Let the man take the baguettes. I would have let him take it. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, but yeah. D Baz, what if you were the owner of the Gleg store? Like, let's say it's not a chain. Let's say it's just a family-owned oh, business. Oh no, yeah. The and point he's... is, if it's your if it's your business, yeah, you definitely. But if you weren't there as, for a company, you just kind of well, it's not my problem. That's true. Yeah, yeah. When you see these McDonald's employees totally. like fighting people in the shop, I'm like, boy, they don't pay you enough for this. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that one. So, is it better to go down the moral pathway? Or is it better to go down the legal pathway? That's the question. It's. I think it's. It depends on your situation. I think. Or I think, almost always, like you should try and follow the legal pathway. Otherwise, it's going to have more ramifications for you. But if mm. if your kids are starving and there's no other way to feed them, then you're going to have to steal a loaf of bread, right? Or would you want your kids to just pass away? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So loaf, you will be forced to do bread so. As well. No one's stealing loaves of bread. Yeah, no one does that, man. I, I at, least, at, least get a pe- at least get a pizza. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's a lot of pizza. You have to you have to order the pizza. Wait outside exactly. the stop. <laughs> and then take the pizza. Something in Tesco's. Oh, I see. It's like a ready-made pizza, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you seen those uh, videos of people who are pretending to be delivery people in lockdown? And then once they're at the door, they deliver whatever to the, the homeowner. And then they all, like, five guys run up in your house and steal all your shit. You seen no, that? No way. Thing. Yeah, mate. People that have been seeing this recently on Twitter and stuff. Like, there's a lot of like scams going around. Yeah, yeah. Robin. Yeah. I got, I got another funny one that got sent to me as well though, because you know nowadays everybody's got a ring, right? And it captures whenever people try and knock on the door. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, another scam that they use is that they get like sort of a vulnerable looking lady and they get her to sort of knock on the door and be like, "Please help me, help me," and etc. And then as soon as somebody opens the door to help her, yeah, yeah. A, a, bunch of guys come running in <laughs> so what's yeah, the funny one where this that, lady yeah. knocked on the door and what's it called uh, what's it called and the guy this guy opened up and it was like two massive guys that came out <laughs> the guy that was about to come in the house he legged it out of the way <laughs> <laughs> see that's the thing that, Pete, that scam has been used a lot though another another variation yeah. of that scam is um that this one works a lot on um on females so like you get um uh you get a bundle and inside the bundle is a speaker and you play crying baby sounds leave it outside the doorstep any mother or any woman who's inside is going to get maternal instincts right so she's going to go to the door open it think there's a crying baby on the doorstep five guys run up in her house boom so i I think from what i've seen in the media quite recently to me it seems like media are saying gang related crime is actually getting more punished than say pedophiles or rape cases personally I i don't see how that can be justified you know when you talk about like sexual crimes, yeah, like I think the nonce hunters and like to catch a predator is a good way to like humorize that kind of thing because obviously it's it's a deep topic, but the way we're exposed to it by social media is like you know the bold nonce, nonce hunter UK, you know, what's it? Don't you start? I'll knock you out clean. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we we associate with with those kind of crimes. What do you guys I do think? Not, I do not like nonce hunting videos. You don't, do you don't laugh at them when you, you watch them go and tell us. Oh, no, they're funny, but I don't think they're doing a public service. I think they're um, they're just like people who are kind of just losers because they're, they're, ne- they're never cooperating with the police. They don't wait for the person to get trialed before they release the video. They're just doing it for clout. Yeah, but it's, I think it? it's intimidation, uh, isn't it? I agree with Paz there. Yeah, but but then again, I think the way society views like nonces is different. Like nonces, exactly. like the bottom of the it's the bottom of the bottom, mate. In prison, they get fucked. They get sugar and hot water poured in their heads, mate. Everyone hates them. Is that is that what you encountered when you went to prison? <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, when I was in Strange Ways, this is what I encountered. Strange Ways. <laughs> yeah, napalm in a kettle. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, what do you guys think about like people being stopped for drug offences? Are those the serious as like the capital crimes i mentioned before 
Oh, of course not. Oh, like, what about like in Portugal? Because in Portugal they've decriminalized drugs, so smack addicts. Yeah, no, basically all drugs. Yeah, you don't get yeah. really. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, everyone's fucking mate. Don't all jump at once and go Portugal. <laughs> these, these are the last minute. Don't come, <laughs> <laughs> mate. John, it's mad though because like they do COVID nineteen cheap deals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When you go there, for example, if you're a smack addict, they won't criminalize it like they do in America. They'll try and like help you, man. They'll try and like rehabilitate you, which is a step in the right direction, I think. Yes, exactly. Because I think that, do you know? Do you know this thing about um, heroin is basically morphine? They're the same thing. So <laughs> the, the point is that people don't get addicted to morphine because you're no, giving it to people who don't have emotional problems or don't have like issues. No, no. So, I, 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 morphine is very highly addictive. Yeah, morphine's pat. Boy, when I was when I um, yeah. was in hospital with an operation, man, <laughs> the UK, the UK. Oh my lord, this is mad. Uh, basically, uh, I was yeah. I was in hospital. I was in hospital after a, a major operation, right? I hurt my hand, and then I woke up after the operation, and they were like, "Tell me on a scale of one to ten, what's the pain?" And I was like, uh, uh, 11, 11. They were like, "All right, just um, brace yourself." They injected like a shot of morphine into me. Well, I was floating in Fairyland for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, listen, is the pain gone? And I was like, obviously the pain had gone down a bit, but I was like, no, no, it's still really bad. And they gave me another, <laughs> they gave me another one. <laughs> and, and that was the moment Anthony found a loophole in the system to get free drugs and legally <laughs> drugs. <laughs> He's been consistently hurting himself. <laughs> it was literally that, mate. <laughs> I remember Anthony when you first heard that story, how like the last time she asked... She looked when you said, "I'm oh, more pleased. I'm in pain." She looked at you like, "I see, I see your game." <laughs> yeah, no, you know what she said. She was like, she, she looked me in the eye, like she, there was a twinkle in her eye, and she was like, "This one's on the house." <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's mad. I know you're gonna dig this. You guys were like watching narcos and that. Like, what do you think about like that guy blew up a plane to get one person? Did yeah. you hear about this? No. Like he he wow. literally planted a bomb in a plane. To kill one presidential candidate, and it didn't work, yeah. so he killed like a whole plane full of people. Crazy nutter. Yeah. Also, he's probably addicted. I don't think he, he. I don't think he was. Nah. Nah. You know. You know what? I don't think he was, guys. Addicted. Come on. No, I don't think he was doing the coke. If he was addicted to the power. To yeah, the power. Yeah, to yeah. The power, yeah. Come on, man. Listen to Biggie. Never get high in your own supply. Rule number four. <laughs> <laughs> rule number four, boys. <laughs> What's rules one to three? <laughs> Fuck, man. I forgot. It's been a while since I listened to that song. Who's, who's the one that? All right, guys, guys. I've got, I've got a question. Have you guys ever been like personally involved in a crime? Wait, wait, guys, he's trying to bait us out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what Anthony's been doing is like, okay, guys. Let's catch some criminals. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go undercover and make a podcast and then I'm going to bait these guys out and catch yeah, my yeah, fellow yeah. podcasters. Are, are you yeah, Sean Penn? My best. <laughs> so guys, uh, just, I'm um, just readjusting my wire. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I had something. a low level shakedown. A shakedown? shakedown? Tell us about that. This is like, I was in year 10 and I was walking down the hill with my friend on the way home from work and this guy just came up to us and said, just calm, relax, don't do anything. Turn left at the end of this road. And so we like, we pan- we like a bit panic, but we're like, we're quite chill. So nothing, you know, we're all good. We're going to like, we're not going to follow the instructions. I had a phone at that point. And then he starts going, I hear money. Who's got money? And I'm like, no, got nothing, no money. And I had money like inside my pocket, but I was being like so stubborn. Like, I don't want this guy getting my money. So I was like, just geese, just geese. And then he's like, 
walking a bit long and he is like, I have money and I'm just, just desperately clinging on to like 40p and I'm thinking to myself after like what the fuck am I holding to 40p but it was like principle like I do not want this guy getting my 40p and so we like he, he got mad and then we just turned up left where he said to turn up and then this little man who's probably like fucking 13 we were probably like 15 at this point and this little man like 13 like then came along and searched us and then we opened up all our stuff showed our stuff and it turned out I didn't have my phone that day but I thought I did. And then my mate who had his phone, they just left it because it was like a shit phone. So <laughs> if I had my phone that day, I probably would have got taken. But yeah. And the best thing was they didn't find my 40p because it, like, <laughs> hid- it was in my hidden pocket. Because you know when I had like a hole in my inside pocket? Yeah. So <laughs> that was literally my only experience with a crime. Jeez, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I-, I actually yeah. saw a um, the aftermath of a robbery occur when I was in year eight. Do you know those old cops and robbers shows like um, World's Most Amazing Videos that you see on Saturday mornings like 10 years ago? Yeah. Virgin was- one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, bad. <laughs> My man, you know that. <laughs> I used to watch, I watched this in real life. I was coming down the common after school and I saw two guys running in front of me and one of them had a big bag and it was going chink, chink, chink. And me and my mate, we just stopped and I was like, oh, fuck, something's happening here. There was a policewoman. She was, they were running. She was about 40 meters behind them and she was, she was on her last legs. <laughs> she, <laughs> she could not keep up. And then they were going towards the road. Yeah. So I just watched it happen. It went straight past me. They were about a meter away from us straight passes and then one of them goes let's go on the bus and the, the, the 249 was coming up the hill yeah so <laughs> it was going to the bus stop these guys splinted to the load jumped on the ball well, about to jump on the bus i looked at the policewoman like officer where's your training what are you gonna do she doesn't <laughs> even do anything a walkie-talkie is their their secret weapon mate she just whipped out the walkie-talkie on her shoulder and was like yeah no yeah, foxtrot zulu blah, blah i don't know and called her <laughs> you know said something and then like <laughs> a bunch of I swear down, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Like four police cars, like two vans, like all just converged on this bus from the top and bottom of the hill. And about 30 police officers all on foot ran towards the bus, stormed the bus, took the guys off and that was it. And uh, the lesson there is when you're getting away, like get a getaway car, don't get on the bus. (laughs) 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 Save money. Did did, did he get on the bus? Did they get on the bus? Yeah, they both both got on the bus, but the bus obviously got blocked by the police vans and cars. What what was the bus driver saying at this point? Was he complicit? No, no, I was a good 100 metres away from the bus. I was in the middle of Stratham Common, so I could see what was going on. (laughs) What about you, Dee? Have you you ever come across a crime? Yeah, I mean... I've got a friend. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so this this friend, um, basically, he went on a night out, and it was it was a, quite quite a mad one. And he got a cab home, and he got a cab home with his sister. And when when they've got in now, um, he lives separately, but he lives local to his sister. He basically he uh, woke up the next day and he had messages from his sister saying, "Oh, I've got a phone in my hand, and it's not mine. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know where this phone's come from. Help me." And then the person whose phone it was started messaging saying, oh, I will pay you for the phone. Please give me my phone back. Please give me my phone. I will offer you money. So he basically went to her house and said, fine. Uh, I-, I messaged him back, said, yeah, like, that's fine. He just thought, you know, if you're offering my money, why, why, why wouldn't I take it? So anyway, the, the guy came around um, to pick up the phone and he went down to give the phone on his behalf. I'm not sure if he was actually going to take the money or not, but he was giving the phone back. Out of nowhere, all police cars apparently turned up pinned him to the ground and arrested him for theft Jeez. and all, all he all he was doing like he he wasn't he didn't he wasn't aware of the phone at the time they went on two separate night outs they met up at the end and got a cab home uh, but he had no like and, and his sister was drunk like he had 
she had no idea what she was doing, um, or so I'm told anyway. But yeah, all he was literally doing was giving the phone back. He never got no cash. He never asked her no cash, but he was arrested for that and pinned to the floor. Like, real. Do you know if you got charged? I don't believe him. You don't believe him? I don't believe that's, that's, that's a cover story. What are the odds you think that's real, um, D? Well, he had all bruises on him, and he's, I know for a fact he got a criminal record as of that day uh, for... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, he obviously got arrested, but I'm saying, do you think that was just he, he, he no, did something I, I, else and then made I, that cover story? I know this guy quite well, and he's not the type. Like, honestly, he's nowhere near oh, okay. the type. Like, so, yeah, so like, wait, DD, he got, a, he got a criminal record for stealing a phone. Like, I think it was damn. handling stolen goods. Handling stolen oh, goods. Shit. Yeah, no, it's at the time. Like, he, he really wanted to go to America and stuff, and... Um, yeah, he was on his record and he oh, just couldn't no. travel. Oh, like it was, so yeah, he was pissed. America are brutal with, with them. Yeah, Any of yeah. you guys been through American immigration? No, I haven't. Yeah, you'll you know this, Sunday because it's literally just um, my, a minority search, basically, isn't it? Like if, you, if, you, if you've got a passport, but you have your mixed race, they will, or you've got any stamp from a Middle Eastern country, they'll just pull you aside and, and have words. So I've got first-hand experience on that. So I think I told you about it in a previous podcast. Where I landed in America. All of my friends, uh, they got through. Uh, I'm standing at the gate now, and the guy's checking my passport. Uh, and he's, he literally just looks at me, signs it off. And then just as he's handing it back to me, I've got an e-gate ticket from Abu Dhabi. And uh, the guy looks at it, and he's like, looks at me again, pulls the passport back, puts a red stamp on there. I was like... Hold on, what's this? And <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> uh, I, I, long story short, I end up waiting um, to be seen by another guy for about an uh, hour and a half. Uh, the other guy sees me, nice, friendly, chatty guy. And he's like, you know what? You're fine. Go, go on to me. Their vetting process is ridiculous there because, isn't it, if you've got a criminal record, you're going to have a hard time getting in anyway at all? Pretty much, yeah. you know, you won't be allowed in. Damn, so if you, your mate D, he'll never be able to go to the States then? No, I think it's, it's a certain amount of time. So I think it was five years, he said. I mean, that's kind of savage if you ask me. Anyway, I've got a story about a time I was, I was directly involved in a crime. So basically, I was in Salford, Manchester a few years back when I was at uni. And we used to go gallivanting around the streets on our bikes a lot, just to like, explore the city and that. And I remember one time we got to the side road and there was a police van there. And a big bag was next to the police van on the pavement. The policeman went, we stopped, we watched it for a bit. It was like, oh, what's that? So the police van disappeared, leaving the bag. So we went over on our bikes and peered inside the bag. And I shit you not, it was just like the weed plant, marijuana, yeah, the plant, but someone had taken off all of the bud. So obviously our dealer must have been glowing it, sold all the bud and chucked out the plant. So the, the stem and the leaf was all there. So we were like, fuck, like, should we take it? So he's got like a big handful, jumped on our bikes. I went back to our accommodation. We laid it all out in the kitchen on the table and we called the rest of our flat. The girls, the boys, everyone was there like, oh, what should we do with this? And back then, this is when I was smoking a lot of weed. So we were like, listen, we've got to do something with it. So <laughs> the entire kitchen was transformed. But it, it was like, it was like when he said he cooked. The girls, the girls were on one <laughs> station, the boys were on the other station. My name wasn't Anthony anymore. My name was Ainsley Menezes. I was ready to go. <laughs> we were like chopping up, we were chopping up the weed stem. We were chopping up the, the stuff like... We stuck it all in the pan, put some butter in there, and they all, you know, let it marinate over, of course, about four hours. And when it was all done, you had a bit of can of butter there. So we put it into brownies. We got went on the stoner, went on the stoner cookbook, made brownies, and then, yeah, there was those were fun. But then it gets worse because the police got involved now. Now we left the rest of the the stem that we put in another black bag behind one of my mates' doors in his room in the flat, 
And because them lot were always smoking weed inside, yeah, the people in the reception had eventually had enough. One day they called the police. So we were just chilling in my mate's room. The bag full of weed, the bin bag was behind the door. We hear a knock at the flat door. It's the police. Everyone was I like shook. the sound effects there, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was shook. And obviously my mate had, my mate had bought like this big block of hash like the other day. And it was one of those, like it was a big block with like a Mercedes emblem imprint in the actual block. So obviously this cost quite a bit. So the police, the police came in. No, everyone, no one knew what to do. Everyone follows. Two policemen walked into the room. They saw the hash. They were like, right, we're taking that. Just took it. And I was, I was fully prepared to get arrested. I was like, okay, this is it. This is how I go down. Instead, they ignore everything else. They take the hash. They were like, listen, we know you're students. We're going to give you a warning. The other police officer, the one who wasn't talking, he saw the bin bag around the corner. He touched it with the tip of his boot. Just touched it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, please. If there's a God out there, don't let him look <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> Luckily, all he did was touch it with his boot and then left the fat. And uh, we just crumpled onto the floor in a mess. Like, wow, we just got away with murder there. <laughs> you know, ever, ever since that day, there's, there's a detective with a picture of you and he's like, you know, his whiteboard of uh, those that got away. <laughs> and when is it, whenever a new rookie detective comes in, he's like, who's that? That's Ainsley. Ainsley Menezes. Ainsley Menezes, you know. I'm going to catch him one day. <laughs> you, no. You're on the, the top of the leaderboard, like a mastermind. Yeah, the one that got away. Yeah, it's like, it's like in Top Boy when they show like the... the, the that's it. The top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's jokes, man. I know everything's linked to him. All the crime in London. I just can't pin it on him. Fuck it up, man. All right, check this out. So um, this one was me, I'll say, I'll admit, this one was me. Um, I was in year seven, and I finally, finally just got my first phone. And it was a 3310, which was a big deal at the time, right? Um, but I got it late, like everyone else had already had phones. But I saved up, and I also bought a really flashy case uh, for, this, for this phone. I jumped on the bus. I was on the top deck of the bus coming home from school. And uh, I saw that these older boys at the back of the bus, and I thought, oh, let me show off my phone. So I, st- I was in the middle aisle of the bus and started showing off my phone. And uh, I got off the bus to walk home, and I got jacked. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. How did it happen? They, How did it happen? Walk us through. Li- so, literally, like two boys followed me off the bus, and I, I could feel like their presence so closely behind me, right? And um, I was just walking, I was just walking along, trying to play it cool. And then they go to me, uh, What's the time? Have you got the time? And I was like, I was like, nah, nah, I haven't got the time. Like, I knew where this was going instantly. And then he put his arm around me and he was like, oh, have you got an older brother? Have you got an older brother? I was like, yeah, I've got loads of brothers before I know it. <laughs> but that, I don't know why they bother asking me if they're not going to believe me. Before I knew it, I was on the floor, man, and the phone was gone. I cared more about the case, man. It was a really nice blue lightning case. And um, yeah, that was the last I ever saw of it, man. I've got a funny yeah. story about a 3310 since you mentioned it. So this, this is quite, quite a while ago, uh, and uh, this is this is a bit after 3310, 3, so when newer phones have come out, a lot of flashier phones have come out. And uh, <laughs> and this guy, he, he, he's, he's gone, and he's, he's mugged someone, and he's, and he's been like, give me your phone, and the guy pulls out his 3310 and gives it to him, and he's like, what is this? And he chucks it back at him. I swear they did a similar sketch on the Jazzy show about that, innit? When the, yeah. the mug, I've seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, um, he tries to mug him, but the phone's so, it's a, it's a brick, isn't it? So he's not, he's not trying to mug a brick. So <laughs> Jazzy ends up selling the phone to him, like, oh yeah, like it can do this. It's got, it's got, I don't know, like, it's got snake. Oh yeah, it's got snake. Yeah, you see that, yeah. There's two of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, I, I did a little uh, a little cheeky con once where my flatmate at uni had like a big meaty Domino's pizza and I was a bit hungry. So I was like, I'll have a slice. And then I was like, oh, we'll have two. And it was, I think it was like just over three quarters. So you feel like you could get away with that. But then I had another and then obviously it's now half a pizza. So I'm thinking, you know what? I've got this far. I'm not just finish this pizza. And then I came up with a kind of, <laughs> I came up with a plan of cooking my little Sainsbury's pizza and then putting it there. So I cooked my Sainsbury's pizza. Wow. Put it there. The best thing was I got to then have some of the Sainsbury's pizzas because I got to eat it to his level. And I thought I was a genius. <laughs> and then Bally the mastermind. <laughs> Bally the who? <laughs> a crime success story. <laughs> no, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a wreckhead in first year. I was a bit bit mean i didn't think about other people do you, do you know what since we're talking about like taking other people's stuff like do you think like taking other people's property also extends to like stealing the milk when you're a housemate oh no that's allowed you're allowed to take milk but is 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 that isn't that still like i mean, no, i might be just being petty here but isn't that still like a claim against someone's property mm, do you mean like proper having a protein shake from someone's milk or a little splash in the cup of tea now nah, let's say for example like someone okay like basically i had a system when i was at uni yeah. like when i used to live with in third year, I used to live with like this one housemate who like I don't know if he's listening, but if he is, yeah, you're cool. You're not. When we used to be- <laughs> basically, whenever yeah, like whenever he used to piss me off, yeah, I had a system because I know he used to get a lot of cheese. Like he used to bring cheddar home like he was Biggie Smalls or something. And every time, every time is. <laughs> Because obviously Biggie used to talk about cheddar, money. Anyway, he, he was like, he had cheese in his blood chair all the time. And I love cheese, it's cool. Of course I do. And um, every time he used to piss me off, I had a system. Like, he'd lose a bit of his cheese and I'd eat that. One time, he had a go at me because I took his fork, his spoon and fork to, to uni. And he, he, made a, he made a big scene in the chat like, oh yeah, where's my spoon? Where's my fork? Bro, he lost a big fat slice of cheddar that night, you know. And it, it, <laughs> it continued until like he learned his lesson, but he never did because... I took just enough, but not not so much that you could say, "Oh, my cheese is missing." You know what I mean? It's a good chat because cheese is, is probably the most expensive commodity of a uni student. Easily, easily, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, stealing cheese is 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 wrong. <laughs> so I, I, I committed a crime, a crime against the person. Has. <laughs> no, I feel like you've justified it well enough. Like people have done liberties against you, so it's a vendetta thing. It's not just being the dick. I know you're going to dig this. Thank you for listening to the 99% Certified with myself, Sonny Singh. Anthony Menezes. And Baz. With only one name, bringing you hard-hitting topics so you don't have to. And thank you to our special guest today, D, the Fireball Singh. Thank you for being on our show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I thought it was wearing a strop in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) That silence was damaged. Thank you for listening, guys, to the 99% Certified. Follow us on Insta and Twitter at 99% underscore Certi, C-E-R-T-I. And follow our personal Instas at real underscore Sunny Singh, S-I-N-G-H, and Anthony on A-N-T underscore Menezes, M-E-N-E-Z-E-S-7. And finally... Follow Baz on B.Baz11. Also, guys, thank you for all the support you've shown us. Please do follow us on Spotify and iTunes. And please leave us a rating so we can keep on entertaining your lives. Also, guys, please send us any dilemmas that you have and you want us to address on the show. And you can send those on 99%certified at gmail.com. And that is a 99 as a number. 99. 
right, guys. We'll see you soon.